looking at like deodorant. It was like eight ninety nine for one deodorant. Oh, eight ninety. I was at CVS. It was eight ninety nine for Gillette deodorant. My normal one, and two of them are fifteen ninety nine. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I don't buy those very often. So are that's one of those. Kidding that's me? one of those things you don't buy, like you know, maybe twice a year or something, once or twice a year. Oh, for Christ! And I was like, wow, um, that was like four ninety nine, five ninety nine, and and Folgers coffee. We do the instant. It was like. Um, seven ninety nine, maybe three months ago. It's now nine ninety nine. Oh yeah. So it's, oh, I wouldn't doubt it. That's thirty. You know, twenty thirty percent increase across the board. All products in the grocery store are like 30 percent higher. Well, it's crazy. You know what, John? Do you ever watch TED? TED Talks. Yeah. Yeah, TED Talks, and every economist that I've seen on TED Talks says, you know what, the real true. Greed, uh, yeah, is is corporate greed? Yeah, but sure. I, I I'm not sure if that's true. Then it's across the board. Every single, oh yeah, absolutely. Every single um, person, small business, large business in the world is is greedy. Well, well, if that's no, the case. Well, no. When you think about this, John, it's like a uh, a domino effect. It's like okay, if I'm, uh, say. The oil, and, 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 and I always go back to them because I think they're very evil. Uh, they get a $1 increase per barrel. Yeah, they had record profits. They, yeah. they had record profits this year. I just saw, like, the the three top, Chevron and Mobile. There you like, go. Very, very high profits. But, so, but I, I think there, well, has, but, there has been a pretty big disruption in the supply chain. Well, yeah. You know, well, that's I caused think, a lot of problems. Well, I think COVID was was yeah, oh, yeah, for a sure. big supplier to there, that. I just, uh, I guess, what I'm saying is there's a lot of reasons for it, and, and also interest rates being hiked big, big time. Um, it's, yeah. it's just, it's it's such a complicated system. But you know, the breakdown of supply chain and um, interest rates getting hiked up, and you know, cost of gas is higher. A lot, a lot of things have changed. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really saying that it has anything to do with politics. I'm just saying that those are the economic factors no. that are that are happening. And uh, I, my, I was just commenting because it's just it is kind of um, shocking when you go to the store and you're like, wow, you know, it makes you think a little about you know other people and people just trying to get by and buy things, um, you know, on a regular basis. Callie, on the other hand, doesn't give crap. She just chews her little squeegee ball and. Plays. She just wants to play ball, man. That's that's the beautiful thing about being a dog. You don't have to think about this stuff. No, you don't. Uh, but you, but you know, like John. Okay, let's say fuel prices increase. Okay, so they're going to charge more for delivery cost. Well, now a retailer is going to have to jack up his prices because he's paying more delivery costs and so on and so forth uh it's not a democratic problem it's not a problem with republicans it is a problem with corporate greed because if you'll look at every time we've had inflation corporate corporate profits have gone through the roof yeah, that, I mean that should tell you a whole lot right there. Yeah, I, I think that's that's part of it. I I don't know. I'm not an economist. I I don't. I think there's a 
problem, fundamental issue. Like people assume that inflation is necessary at certain times. And I don't know if it is. I just, there, there's a weird psychological sort of thing going on with masses. And yeah, I noticed it in my industry too. Like, um, people just get, they hear something and they accept it really quick. They accept the fact that like you can't get materials or people aren't available. They just accept it so fast where they wouldn't have accepted it before. And it's just because like they, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else has accepted it. So they accept it. Like, I'm like, why, why, why are people not available? Why is there a labor shortage? Why, why is there materials not available? Is it supply chain? Is it like, what, what? <laughs> I think it's kind of bullshit because no, I, agree. I feel like people are just either taking a break they're lazy or, you know, that the, there's no fundamental, there isn't always a fundamental reason behind these things. They're just, uh, it's this group think they get a group think thing going where they, other people, it's like a wave of discontent or, or the media tells them something and they believe it. And then they start saying, passing the, passing it on like, Oh, this, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, I, uh, I, I just say, you know, the reality of it is I'm not, I'm not really necessarily trying to link this to politics at all. I was just commenting on how expensive deodorant was. <laughs> I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't, I'm I not gotcha. trying to, I'm, I don't have the knowledge or the backup or anything or anything substantial, substantive to say why that is. I just saying that it is. And now that is the reality of things right now. And how are people affording to do that? Because a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and they mm -hmm. don't have a 5% variance allowable and they have kids they've got and then yeah. you you change it 20 percent you know everybody's going in debt or they're taking getting taking a second job or something i don't know but and then there's a labor shortage how why is how is there labor shortage because how, what are people doing you know like are, are they not working i mean how are they surviving it doesn't make any sense like there's a lot of things that don't make any sense well um, you, you know the John, the, the people I worry about the most are the one group you mentioned, and that's younger families with children. And, you know, uh, okay, at my age, I'm retired. I have retirement. I have Social Security and all that. And I went back to work mainly and for... The purpose sanity. of sanity, yeah, <laughs> having something. It wasn't so much the yeah. money, but it's you know it's yeah. getting off my ass and and getting yeah. out there and getting exercise and doing something meaningful and feeling like I've got some worth. But where I work, I took a part. I took a part time job with Lowe's, and it's great place to work for. I mean, I'm not doing a commercial for them, but it really is. But I look around and I'm thinking, you know, if all the retirees that came back to work like I did sh uh, suddenly shouldn't s show up some one day, they'd be in big trouble. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, we're... we're That's an interesting thought. Yeah. yeah, we're old people, and but but we've all 
all the time got, think, you know, uh, signs out, we need help, we've got mm-hmm. it on the internet, and it's not just Lowe's, it's like... Well, there's a lot of different types of yeah. jobs out there, too. Like, there's so many different types of jobs that with different skill sets and different needs. True. Like, that's a very specific thing where it's like, that is sort of set up for somebody who's retired. Or well, that's <laughs> somebody true. Somebody no, no, is, is right, like, man. has already done their majority of their life's work, and they're just doing it... You know, they're not doing it as their main subsistence. You know, um, maybe the manager of Lowe's is that's their main subsistence. Well, but yeah, like, he's a young man. He, yeah. Hell, he's like your age. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, thank it's, you. It's thank you, Tom. Yeah, it's calling a, me young. You are young. Hey, thanks. Uh, well, I, you know, I see you as young. But anyway, no. It's, that's why I uh, hang out with you. But why? Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I, I think I, I hang out with you because you make me feel younger. You make me feel so young. <laughs> no, but oh, this anyway. is John and Tom show, by the way. This is John and Tom show, season yeah. two, episode six. This is yeah. November twenty. No, sorry, November thirtieth, twenty twenty two. Last day of November twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah, daughter turned three yesterday. Yes, yeah, she She's did. Three years old. We she, did our first show about two years ago. Remember. Oh, that's true. Yeah, You're we right, did a little John. bit of. I uh, about that. Yeah, it was an experiment, and we had a little fun with it. And uh, we, we just, had we had a little bit more fun. Um, we were we started it because of, uh, I think our our fear of of potential loss of our country. Yeah, well, and uh, luckily yeah. that didn't go that direction. And oh. so, and as time went on, we tried to stick with the uh, sort of you know I think we did a pretty good job in some some episodes more than others um we've taken a little hiatus here in the last uh nine months i got a i got a full-time job and now tom's got a job so it's 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 hard to get at it but um you know there's still a lot to do and talk about it's a lot of fun for us i think to do this um oh yeah i'd like to do a couple more um you know specific shows these kind of rambling shows are fun too but i don't even know if this is going to be released but uh you know it erica you know we had our kids here so that always makes it a little Uh, challenging and it's late you you see john that's why i still call you a young man because you have small well that's so let me tell you You so man let let me tell you the way my eyes you're young and and i will say that the thing that keeps me feeling young is surrounding myself with young people oh sure absolutely and like i my people at work are 30s you know 20s oh, yeah. 30, 20s 30s 40s I, yeah. and then i got two small kids my wife is 10 years younger and that and i'm just not i haven't um, gotten the old feeling quite yet no I'm well still, you shouldn't john because you're you're not old yeah, yet i you're... will be in aarp next year so <laughs> that's right well but you, you know what it was originally john the what? age it 60 was, it was no it was 65 hmm. and it kept dropping dropping because they need more membership <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't down to 50 i mean yeah really 50 is not that old no no i mean 50 you can still I... be pretty active and play sports and stuff you know probably even to mid 60s um oh yeah these days uh yeah, if you stay with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anymore, it's uh, you know, it's you know, they say age is just a state of mind, and I and I believe that more well, every day. Somebody I mean, told me you can't. There's no actual reason why you have to die. 
if if you <laughs> if you did it everything right, you could live forever. If you but um, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. At, so, at least yet. So, John, what do yeah. you think about what's going on with the U.S. here lately? I mean, well, I just think about Herschel from... Walker. That I think about <laughs> <laughs> that to me is. I'm sorry. It just gets me. It gets me a little bit because the guy is really not a high functioning individual and not even a medium or medium low functioning individual. He's, he's, he's kind of a taking many too, too many hits. It's obvious. He's got that. What's that CTE? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He has it. It's obvious. Oh Oh, my gosh. But he's also from Georgia and he's like, you know, his kid is insane. Um, <laughs> this is true. And the whole thing about it is like it's wait, wait, it's wait so minute, John, ridiculous. Which, which kid? <laughs> I don't know. He's had so many abortions. Yeah. Before, you know that yeah. are. But I mean, you know. d- dude, it just it goes and goes and goes in a ridiculous, more ridiculous way. The more you dig into it, but it's um, no. It'd be nice to you know for for the Democrats to to win that seat so they could have a little cushion from Mansion. Yeah. Right, yeah, because I, then they yeah, don't have to worry about women his favor or not. Because you know, I, and I'm not even again. I, I, I just it seems this is the, the Republicans are kind of up to no good, for the most part, and they do they they they're nefarious. Um, yes, I agree. And the Democrats are, you know, they for the most part they're okay, I suppose. Um, but both sides are you know, at that, at the higher levels tend to be pretty corrupt. Well, you um, know what bothers me, John, it, more than anything. And I don't think the founding fathers thought this would ever happen, but you, you look at it, we have career, career politicians. Yeah. I've thought I about more about that too. Like, I, don't I think, I, I think that sometimes it's okay because th- there's a, I don't think it should be, um, it's not a black and white issue to me. I think sometimes it's better to have people who have had experience and they're really good at their job. If, if they're in well-intentioned, right. That's the, that's the problem is that you got people exactly. that are, they're, yes. they're just like, you know, Lindsey Graham or something, but, but like if you can get people that are experienced and can actually get stuff done, and, you know, they're not just always uh, trying to stay in office and, and up for a reelection all the time. They they can actually do their job and they're experienced and they're good at it. Then maybe it's OK to have them there a long time, um, because if you're always up for reelection, you're always trying to keep your job. You know, that you're only if you're only there for two to four, two to four years, that's not enough time to get anything done. You're worried about losing your job and you're you can't really get anything done that time. And so, like, if, if you have a longer tenure then maybe you can become more experienced at what you're doing and do a better job. Unfortunately, I don't think the majority of them are like that. But ideally, you know, you could have, you know, some, maybe some longevity is good in that position because you can understand how things work and you do a better job, you know. Well, this not always be, be rookies all the time, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, well, this is true, but, but then we've got some... John, you know as well as I do that that have done nothing but damage to this country and this democracy. Well, uh, I mean, there's people, especially recently. It seems like they've taken advantage of of things and to the point of completely disrespecting our our country and our government. And yeah, 
making it a, a farce? Well, you know, one thing. Get a little closer. Uh, All the way up. There you go. Uh, one thing. That's better. Uh, you know, I, I, when I was younger, I never was a Nixon fan, okay? But, you know, history kind of teaches you lessons. Okay, Nixon, remember, he and Kennedy were neck and neck even at the end of the election. And Nixon could have contested it. I mean, it was so close, Nixon could have contested it. But he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And why? For the good of the country. I don't want the country, the people of this country, to go through that. Mm -hmm. Because it looks like my opponent won, he won. Then we turn around to the 70s. Excuse me. He has been caught in some very nefarious activities, to say the least. And he knew the night before the uh, Senate was going to take a a vote on his impeachment, he knew he was going to be impeached because even most of the members of his party, the Republicans, we're going to vote to impeach him. Hmm. So, but he resigned. And again, he said, this is for the best of the country. Yeah, it's a different time. You know, we, yeah, we, had, well, we still well, had a yeah, lot of respect yeah, it's for... It's a different time, but that's that's my point, John. You yeah. know, we had we had men, I mean, he was, he had his issues, but he but he still had a lot of basic honor it's about There's just been him. a lot of deterioration of character... Oh yeah, and of, that, that's of our general that's my general, point. general character of our, our yeah, nation. The, yeah, that's my point. I yeah. mean, it's like you know, uh, I really. I mean, you think about it, it's not just the political, but it's like everything. If you look at all aspects of our society, like the character of our society, the moral fabric, all of these things have been have been chipped away at. Yeah, and so our expectations are lower as a society. Yeah, we're we're really I kind agree. of a we're sort of. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, we're bottom dwellers a little bit at the moment. We're kind of, we're okay with mediocrity and mass shootings, shoot mass shootings. We've accepted that we're not that great anymore. Yeah. And we never did that before. We never did that before. We were always like very high standards for everyone. We held everyone to high standards. I think, I mean, it seems like the politicians even, uh, at least on surface, on the, on the face value, kept those, uh, tried to keep the high standards, even in defeat. And, um, all along the way, they were cordial in one, you know, maybe not all the time, but ultimately they were, they weren't like they are now. Yeah. If you were beaten, you were beaten. Yeah. Beaten or just even just dealings with people like respect, sort of mutual respect of, you're in this position of the government and I respect you for being in that position. I don't agree with you, but I respect you. 
Oh yeah. That that uh, was sort of absolutely. I think that's that existed more back then. I doesn't it doesn't exist at all right now. Well, you know, you know, one thing that I you know, again, I'm I'm an independent and I lean left, but I one thing I'll have to say about Reagan, and I never was a big Reagan fan, but there's one thing he did. He every day he had cocktails at five for all the members of Congress. That's said, all, every day. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Every, well, but, 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 but his, his rosing was, he said, look, after five, we're all friends. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, and, and to me, that said a lot. It's like, okay, we're going to, we can, bicker. maybe that's what the problem is that not enough of those guys drink. <laughs> like maybe maybe Bobert and and Marjorie and Gates and Jim Jordan and all those you know idiots they, they need to brain they need trip. to have like relax and like either smoke a joint or have a beer and just calm down yeah but how do you put in how does that Together. make intelligence i'm telling what those, it doesn't what they need is brain transplants i yeah, mean these the are idiots the problem these is they're, they're dangerous they're, idiots. they're idiots but they're very good at getting their message across unfortunately i mean oh yeah like like they're not true they're not actually not idiots they're in in some way shape or form they're they're pretty high functioning because they can yeah. perform at a very high level in front of a lot of people on a major on the national stage. That's not an idiot. But 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 what I'm no, but, but I know what you're saying. I guess what they are actually saying, the content of what they're saying is idiot. Oh yeah. But how they're saying it is not because they're able to communicate to people in their you know their base that um and to do it in a, effectively obviously it's it's working because they're getting elected well you know what bothers me john is i don't see marjorie taylor green or lauren bobert or josh holly uh or matt gates as a as the problem they are a problem the the problem is that there are so many people out there in their districts and you multiply that over the entire country that buy into this crap that's what bothers me they're there john the only reason they're there john is because people have bought into their crap and have voted for them yeah. Yeah, it's sort of this like movement. It's a movement of stupidity. Yeah. It's it's like a they they feel like they're anti-establishment. You know, that's their their claim. It everybody believes, you know, if you're a passionate political person, you believe in something. And you believe in what you, you believe you're right. Right? It's like Sure. I think that's something that everybody has to like stand back and remember that your opponent is just as passionate about their position as you are. Yeah, true. And they really believe they're right, just like you do. And like, how can that be? How can you be so just off, but still be in the same place? I, I don't, I don't know if people, um, think about it like that but 
Well, I think what we'll do is we'll either take a break or be done here. So, uh, on that note, we don't, we really haven't talked about anything substantial. We've made some interesting little comments here and there, but, uh, Callie's continuing to attack Tom while he's trying to go take a piss and she will not leave him alone. That's just the way it is. Anybody that comes on this show, it comes to the house, has to deal with Callie. So, there you go. hear that lovely velvet voice of yours oh yeah everybody there it is i have such a beautiful voice i probably have the ugliest damn voice going it just on. tickles the the earlobes the ear drums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. massages them uh anyway so what i was trying to say before you popped on was that I, I, you know, we were talking a little bit. Oh, you all right? Yeah, fine. Um, I guess what I was just trying to say was that uh, the difference between our country and some, and pretty much any other country it's ever been, is our desire um, for individual freedom. That, that seems to be, to me, um, one of the biggest differences between us and China or us and Russia or us and North Korea or us and, you know, other countries that just where the government just takes people down. Um, the government is supposed to serve us. We're part, you know, we vote, our vote matters. We have a democracy. Um, and our individual freedom that's that sort of defines us versus like a place like China where individual freedom is absolutely discouraged. That's forbidden. It's forbidden. You can be thrown in jail for it. Um, you can't, you know, the, all these authoritarian regimes around the world, um, they, the last thing they want is any sort of individual freedom. The idea of that is atrocious to them. So that that whole idea, I think it, it sort of defines the United States. Would you agree? Yes. I think it's a, a, like, it, it's easy to get in, lost in the word democracy. Um, but I think it's easier for me to understand or for me to make sense of when I talk about relating to personal freedom, those freedoms. That's like, why is, why are we different than other places? And I think that's it. And then you can go from there. You can, 
you know, what system allows personal freedom and that's democracy. It's supposed to be a democracy. It's supposed to be, you have your vote counts. Like I took Luke and Ellie to vote. I took them over back early November. We voted and I explained to Luke what voting is, what, why we vote, what, you know, government is, what rules are, what laws are, why we need laws. That's really great, man. Yeah. Like we're just people and we need to have some sort of order or organization. We've agreed as a people to have these laws and have these people represent us to help execute these laws or talk about or make new laws or make new legislation, things like that. And we get to vote like not a lot of other countries don't even allow you to vote or they, your vote doesn't matter or it's not legitimate. And so that's why we're, it's very special to be in this country where we have the right to vote and our vote counts. And that's what a democracy is. So anyway, it was cool to do that with them. And they were really excited to see it and go through the whole process. But um, I don't know. Can you talk about that? I mean, I, I, I bring this up to people a lot of times and it seems very simple and straightforward, but I think it's an easy way to, I don't think there's any way for people to, I think both sides can agree with that. You know, I'm looking for things for both sides to agree with. And I think that one is true unless you're like a actual communist <laughs> like if you're actually a truly a communist person or someone who believes in you know true socialism like um bad socialism like communism or um some sort of level of like you don't as an so the big difference is you don't get to own personal property you don't you don't own anything you can't own anything in communism right everything is owned by the um, everyone <laughs> it's like, so I think that's what separates us was like, you have the right, you have the ability, the opportunity to, uh, do whatever you want. And that's, it's an experiment. We're, we're, this is an experiment in human nature, in humans. We've never, this has never existed before. This is the first time. Think about it. Like, came to America and we had a democracy, but before then it was monarchies and uh, mostly kings and, you know, in the 1700s, <laughs> you know, England, France, Spain, all that, like, and there weren't democracies. There weren't, it wasn't fair. It wasn't like voting and we started that. We did. And the thing that uh, I think we've lost sight of, John, we've talked about this, is democracy as it was established by the founding fathers is all about compromise. I know you said that almost every episode, and, yeah. I, I, and I agree. Uh, and, I agree. Well, well, well but, 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 but think about this. We had uh, fairness. Fairness, like we have right. a House of Representatives that's represented by population, but then we have the Senate that gives equal voting right to yeah. every state. 
Well, no, let's back up a little. You did say democracy is about compromise. So, yeah. and I think that I know you say that a lot. I do. But I, I, but I, I think do, there's a I reason you. There, I think there's a reason you do, and I think it is is an important reason. Is that I think that used to be part of the equation that people did compromise. Like you, you go, you come to a, a you come to a meeting when you're in a government official with something that you want. Everybody comes with something they're they're They really want to get done. Oh, absolutely. Everybody wants something that done. And then as, as the meeting goes on, you listen to the other side and you realize, Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I won't be able to get a hundred percent of what I want to get done. And so you have to give a little and you have to like realize that like, if I really want to get up some of what I want done, I'm going to have to give a little so we can actually make some progress. And what's happened in the last 10, 15 years is that no one's giving a little, they're, sta they're standing pat. And so nothing's getting done. Everybody wants to take. That's yeah. the problem, you know, yeah. and, and again, I know you're probably bored with me saying, no, I, the, I mean, I, the compromise, that was my point is that you do say it a lot, but like, I don't know if we've ever really truly explored that, you know, we never really talked about it yeah. in detail. Like, and that's what I'm trying to break it down. It's like, think about it. And if you're a politician coming to the house of representatives, you have like a really strong agenda you really want to get that passed a hundred percent of what you want. You, but then, you know, in older times, you know, might've been, you might've gotten 60% of what you want. That's a win. Probably that's a win right in the old days. But now, now it's like, it's gotta be a hundred percent or zero. And exactly. so, and then it's a stalemate and nothing happens and you blame and you point fingers. The other person's not giving, not giving, but somebody has to give and no one's giving both sides, neither side's giving. And why my question is this, John, how did this happen? How did we become so... I think when Obama got elected. Really? Yeah. How so? Because Mitch McConnell said on two, in 2008, the day they got elected, that his number one goal was to say no to everything Obama ever brought to the table. I don't think it was really that strong before then. I think 2008 was when it started happening. This is true. Well, and... and, and, and as a corollary to that, I remember Mitch McConnell saying that my, now that once Biden was elected, my job is to block. Well, that's block. what he said about, that's what he, exactly, no, no, that's what he said. About, President Biden's agenda. That's what he said about Obama. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. So they were the party of no, and they blocked everything, and they never brought anything to the table. And so there was no compromise. That, I think that was the death of compromise in 2008. Yeah. Because, you know, you had um, the, the, the 80s, the 90s, there was compromise happening still. And then in 2001, you had the 9-11 happen and George Bush, and there was still compromise happening. All the way up through, I would say, the end of George Bush's term, there was still a little bit, there was a little bit of, there might have been some, things that people were getting upset about at that time because that they were doing some illegal stuff with those wars. I think oh, that absolutely. might have, that, that maybe that was the catalyst 
because the, then the Democrats may have done some things that pissed off the Republicans. And then Obama gets elected and he's black and a lot of Republicans don't like that. And also the Democrats may have been doing some things near the end of Bush's term that were possibly non-compromising. And because of Bush's um, stance on the wars and things like that. And then you get a, you know, a situation where there's stated clearly that they're not going to compromise 2008, the Senate. And they, the Senate is really where stuff gets done. And um, so that, I, I believe that that's when it started and it continued to grow. And then 2016, when Trump was there, it just got worse. Um, and because of the divisiveness continued and then the absolutism and pointing fingers and blaming people and you know just childishness was yes. was okay childishness by the president so it all it comes from the top right well you know john i saw an interesting article in uh, the internet that one of trump's uh, secretaries said you know he can he insists on acting like a three year old, so they all decided to start treating him like a three year old. Yeah, you no, know, it's and, it's uh, you know he's the one in power. He, yeah, he's exactly. the number one guy. It there's no it's it's a psychological thing if you really get down to it. Like you're only you're only as good as your leader, right? You're, this is true in, in any organization. It all comes from the top, you know, and you're very, it's very important to have a leader that you respect and you revere and you want to be like, and you, you know, they, they give you direction and that direction was, they were getting was, you know, maybe it's just subconscious almost. Maybe they didn't even do it consciously. These people changed all these like robot, you know, like all those horrible people in the house and some in the Senate, like, from the Republican side that just started out not liking Trump and then turned and became like his disciples. Yes. You know, like Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and those guys that like started out like really anti-Trump and then like within weeks of, you know, they, they turned, you know, because well, they don't even, maybe they're just, they're subconscious almost, you know. You know, no, I have one word for that and you may not agree with me is cowardice. Because, oh, yeah, I think they're cowards. Yeah, yeah, they're all cowards. And the biggest one is Kevin McCarthy and Mitch well, he's McConnell. Even getting, he's even getting, those two are getting beat. They're getting eaten alive inside their own party. Well, and this is a good thing. But the, 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 the question I have, John, is we've definitely gotten away from, we, we, we're into partisanism right now. Mm. You know, you got... The Democrats on one side, Republicans on the other. Nothing is being done. Yeah. That's, so that's how do thing. we bring back? I think that you're right. So that comes back to your point about compromise. The only way for things to move forward is to compromise. So like someone comes to the meeting with a 100% agenda, but they go away with 60%. That's kind of a win. Yeah. That's the way it used to be. Now they only... The, this is 100% or zero. 
And so obviously that's not, nobody's going to agree with that. It's a non-starter. Nothing's going to get done. Nothing gets done. And uh, that's the way it's been for five, six years now. Well, so my question is, what can be done to bring back that spirit of compromise? You know, well, I, I guess my, like uh, that's what I'm saying. Like I, nobody, nobody's going to hear this, but like to, to to focus on something like what is the what who who are we? Why are we here? What are we doing here as a country? Like, mm-hmm. can we do? Can we acknowledge that this is a special thing that we're trying to do here? This experiment called the United States, where our personal freedom is is our number one thing, right? No one has ever done that before, and it's dangerous. Oh right? yeah, because it's you you lose control of your citizens like right now our citizens are running wild we don't have mm-hmm. control of our citizens like if we were to go to war like we would be divided you know and you know china has 1.8 billion people that they don't have a choice they're forced to go to war and that's that you know they're authoritarian they're actually they're totalitarian i would say they're full of totalitarian um well, look so, at North so Korea. They're absolutely, but they're so poor. They don't have a lot of resources, um, but China does. And they, they could, they're not quite ready yet, but like they are a pretty big force to be reckoned with that dangerous force because they can mobilize their entire population, their country, everything. They might not be organized enough to do it in a real impactful way, but they're forcing their people to do this stuff. Like where we are so independent that, you know, it's a volunteer, it's a volunteer military. You have personal freedom to decide whether or not we want to go into the military. You have personal freedom to even decide if you want to participate in anything, you know, like (laughs) it's hard to control that kind of society. We can't control it. We don't have control over society, our society. So like there's there, we have a weakness there. We we are weak when it comes down to it in that regard. Luckily, we have a huge military and technological advance uh, advantage, but that may not be forever. Well, and, and so that that's what scares me. It's like we this is an experiment in personal freedom, and I think it is wonderful, and I love it. I think I wish the whole world could have it the same way that we do. But there's there's it there nothing is perfect. Well, you know, George Bush, who for whom I have no respect, I'm not going to even say a little respect, but uh, Junior. Uh, yeah, w, said, w. Yeah, W. He said uh, one of the most imperialistic statements I have ever heard, and he said this in a speech, it is our duty you spread democracy throughout the world hmm. and that's and, a religious thing yeah well no 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 religious no that's imperialistic because he's born again but i don't care if he's born again or not that is imperialistic because he's saying that it is our duty to force our way of government uh, yeah. and whatever on I guess throughout what, the world. No. And but, but this yeah. but it's not going to work everywhere because of cultural and religious differences. And, and that's my sort of my point is like what is motivating him to say that? Right. So he's a he's a born again Christian 
and he feels motivated to be, to make a difference. And he's like, he's had a lot of problems in his life. And he, you know, a lot, a lot of those people that are born again are particularly dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No um, kidding. Because this they, is a perfect they, they, example. They feel that. motivated to, to do things like that. Um, and you know, yeah, but he's not the only one. Obviously there's a large amount of people in the government, even Obama was imperialist. You know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't change. He didn't stop the, the war machine. He, no. he had more drone attacks than Trump. Yeah, he promised to stop it, but he didn't. Yeah, he killed more. Yeah. He did more drone attacks than Trump, right? He, oh, he's, yeah. He, yeah. he did more drone attacks than, I think, even Bush, you know, like, um, and I don't think they had drones that much in Bush's time, but, but like, he, he was not this, like, peaceful sort of guy that he, he claimed to be. Uh, you know, he didn't have a lot of downfalls, but that was one of them, I'd say. But, but, um, but one of the, the one thing that kind of made him a hero in some sense is that Osama bin Laden was taken out under sure, his sure, yeah. administration. Was How many years later was it? 13 years later? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, we go back to uh, 01, 2001, uh, do you realize that not one head under George W. Uh, rolled after 2001? That was an absolute, abject, horrible failure. It was a failure. It was a failure upon the part of uh, U.S. intelligence, which is supposed to be the very best in the world and all that and it failed yeah and not one head rolled that's why we have to um take our shoes off at the airport now yeah exactly yes and that's supposed to solve all the problems that that you know there wasn't even that's never even been a shoe bomb maybe once in the history of the world <laughs> yeah and, and then we have to take our shoes off every time yeah. we go to the and it failed because the guy walked across <laughs> a runway and and pouring down rain and it <laughs> right so but then we still have to take our shoes off every yeah, time yeah, we go yeah, yeah. Yeah. so uh yeah it's um it's an interesting world we live in now but well you know in 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 that respect you think about this john in that respect, the terrorists won. They have to oh, yeah. sit change, back laughing. Yeah. You know, even if take, it's something as simple as like the inconvenience of dealing with an extra, extra security, but we have spent a lot of money and time and effort and inconvenience on it. So yeah, in that case, they won, and they yeah, did yeah. kill a lot of people too. But uh, I don't know, man. They. It's funny that we really haven't you know we haven't really um had any terrorist issues in a long time and think about afghanistan too like i was just listening to npr the other day i started listening to them a little bit again uh about how afghanistan is having troubles because it's run by taliban you know? <laughs> no like, kidding, yeah. they're, they're struggling you know well uh, look what's happening in iran they're, they're having to ride bicycles because they can't like the taxi cabs can't afford uh gas yeah oh yeah and um, uh and and look at iran i mean people are waking up and they said 
you know, women Man. have rights too. You know, what gives you the right to take a 20-some-year-old woman and torture her to death because Well, they were she, talking about, more, you know, murdering 14,000 people, all the protesters oh, out yeah. there. And they were talking about murdering them all. And, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see, like, you know, Iran back in the 60s was like this really cool happening place. Oh, before, well, the Shah was still in there, yeah. Yeah, before, before it was like, you know, turned into what it is today. I mean, there was like, it was like quite a cool place to be. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, it's, it's just this authoritarian regimes, these religious based, you know, governments and governments are fucked, man. Governments, oh, I, oh, governments really, like yeah. most of the governments in the history of the world, almost all of them have been just atrocious and just despicable and people in power are just getting this, it's like, it's disgusting. Well, you know, I think... The control, they love the control and the ego, and it's like, you know, I get that, you get drunk on that, you know? Well, yeah, and I, and I think the, the fact that one uh, accolade for the U.S. is the fact that we have had this same form of government for over 200 years. Now, given we are still a, quote, young country, but but it has endured. Uh, yeah, the spirit of the people, I think, is the biggest has, thing. And exactly. That, that's what we have. I think that's what we have going for us because we were founded by people who are just badasses, right? Like people coming over here looking for freedom. And yeah, that, and that's exactly. why it come, always comes back to individual freedom. Like, Every single person in this country that's here is here. I think one of their biggest reasons is personal freedom and individual freedom. Like people that came here and left their homeland, they came here for freedom. Well, you know, one thing, I mean, I, I never was a big Tony Blair fan because he really kissed George W.'s ass. But there's one thing he said that, really struck me said you can say what you want about the united states but everybody wants to get there yep and i think that is a statement on human nature i think that when you try to think about like humans forget about countries forget about you know all these delineations we have between nations um what is what is our what do we need as a individual person like what what do we value you know like yeah. in i think that now that we've had this experiment we do everyone can say i think that individual and personal freedom is like very high on the list of importance very very high Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, what it, What other country in the world, unless I'm mistaken, has a problem? Well, and... It's because of the government. It's the people in power. That, well, well, no, it's a scene, is seen as a problem. We've got all these people from the South, South America, Central America, Mexico, yeah. whatever, trying to get here. They want to they are yeah. desperate to get here. Just like all the people in the they, 1700s. Exactly. And, but, but, you know, and, and, and we're saying, okay, one thing, and I'm going to, I have no problem saying this. One thing that Trump did 
you know, we, we separated parents from children. Do you realize that that is one of the things that was done when we had slavery in this country? They separated parents from children. Okay, we want, we want this young buck, but we don't want the kids. Well, I think, unfortunately, I think that was happening on not just on his watch, but several no. prior administrations were doing similar things. Yeah. It just got more notoriety under Trump. Um, yeah, 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 and he, he seemed to relish in it a little bit, but it's an unfortunate situation because you got desperate people leaving their homeland. Absolutely. And, and they might get separated and, or they, or they might, you know, and, and it wasn't ideal, you know, and I, I'm not sticking up for Trump or anything, but I'm saying it was, it was just sort of, it's a, it's a, dirty, you know, a difficult situation down there on the border. What I'm saying, John, is this, very simply this, the only true Americans are the Native Americans. My my blood did not come from this country. It came from Europe. What about the dinosaurs? No, just like I think their dinosaurs were Native Americans. The Native Americans were way after the dinosaurs. Well, yeah, no... What's that got to do, you know? Oh, you really want to talk about who was here first? I mean, well, no, the dinosaurs. Okay, okay, the dinosaurs, right. Okay, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. no, no. We, we came, my, my lineage came from Europe. Your lineage came from Europe. Yeah. You know, and we all, when you come right down to it, if you trace it back, we are all immigrants, and, 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 you know, we've always had this thing, you know, the Statue of Liberty, send me your, your poor, your, your downtrodden right. and whatever. And now all of a sudden, I oh, know. no, no, it's, no, no. It's a shame. It's a shame because, you know, and the, most of the people that are coming from the, from the southern border are going to be working in jobs that most people don't want to do. They're going to be out in the fields. They're going to be busing tables. They're going to be doing, they work so hard and, and they just want to support their families and, and make a, make a life for themselves. We all know that. And, and a very small percentage might be cartel, very small percentage might be criminals. Like, yeah. but that's the same thing in all of society. So it's just really sad that, that this whole thing is, you know, they're going to take our jobs and they're going to be criminals. And it's like, it's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's but bullshit. John, they wouldn't have those jobs if we hadn't, if we didn't take them. If, if, if Americans took them, those jobs wouldn't be available. I mean, think about it. You know, construction crews and ground crews. That's what I'm crews. saying. That, that, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like they're coming, and I've, I've lived in California, and, you know, I've been around a lot of, like, Mexican people that are, a lot of them, are have were illegal tech i mean the quote-unquote illegal um and but they freaking have three or four jobs and they have families and they're, they're working their ass off and yeah they're great people and, and they, we should that, be happy to have them here you know a like a lot of that money they're sending back to and, their families and, in yeah, their home country a lot of people um um work in the fields in california too like there's a lot of people pickers they're called pickers they you know because there's a huge agriculture in california and nobody's else, nobody else is doing this, you know, this incredibly cheap labor that they're getting. It's not really, I don't really approve of that either, but they're doing this job. That's really important. Like they're helping, 
agriculture in our country. Um, and you know, like uh, people don't know who's going to do that job. Like nobody wants to do that job. Like, but so, so why, why are you so against it? Like, I, I get it. Like, um, you know, maybe it's not great that we, you know, we, we pay for their healthcare or something, or maybe we, it's not great that we, you know, they don't pay taxes, you know, um, maybe they should, you know, just, I, I do think that people should go through a process to become citizens. I, I think that we should, I mean, we shouldn't, it shouldn't be open borders. It should be, we should, everyone should go through a process to become a citizen. It's not fair to the people that did go through the process for people to cheat the system. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I think that that seems rational to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, yeah, I, 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 I just think about it. Look at it this way, John. Well, this is the way I look at it. And, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but just think about it. If you took all the, all the immigrant laborers, the migrant workers that do the cultural, and there's a lot of them here in the Midwest, for Christ's sake. I mean, they, you know, they, they do melons and all, but if you take all those away, where are we? But, but Tom, let me, let me ask you something. So like we all, all of our descendants immigrated here legally. We went through Ellis Island or whatever we did. It, it went through a process to be, to come here but, by the, by the rules. But, right? but so but, that, so that, and I think, and I'm totally fine with people coming here by the rules and I'm, I'm actually kind of okay with them coming. Cause I have a, I, I feel like I have a heart and I'm okay with, you know, if you're here and somehow you got here and you're an illegal immigrant, whatever, you didn't go through the process. That's what that means. By the way, illegal means you didn't go through the process. It doesn't mean you're illegal. It just means you didn't go through the well, process. But, but again, Jan, uh, John, I'm saying if you take away all these and, 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 and here's the redneck thing I hear and it makes me sick is they're taking away our jobs. That's what I was saying, yeah. You know, really. well, okay, okay. That's but, not but, true. But, but here's the point, John. What happens if you say, okay, you're all you're all the hell out of here. You're gone. Where are we at then? Well, that would, so Tom, that was kind of my point, is, is that they're doing things that no one else is exactly. wanting to do. They're doing pickers jobs. They're, they're, they're picking in the field where no one else is going to want to do those jobs. They're right. busting tables. They're but doing they're here of, illegally. I know it's a, it's a, it's a, un, it's, it's a situation that is not like easy. No. And they're here and it's sort of working at the same time, you know, I, and ideally, ideally, I think I'd, I'd like everybody to be legal, like if go through the process just to be fair to everybody. That'd be nice. And that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's ideal. It hasn't happened. There's been a lot of lack, um, lapses in the situation. In the John, last it's never going to happen. And it may not. I mean, but, but you can still, you know, try to try to go for the ideal. But, but I think that the people that are here without going through the process are serving a purpose and doing a very important 
job for our society, but it, it isn't cut and dry, Tom. Well, it's not no, cut and dry, and no, it's not. I'm not I don't look at it. Dry, I don't look John. at it as a, as this cut and dry situation. It's uh, it's in flux, man. No, I didn't say it was cut and dry, John. I think what we need to do is to give migrant workers, the people that came here, to work in whatever, at least residence visas. You know, some yeah. way to stay here because they're doing jobs. Yeah. That, I, I mean, maybe that, they pay taxes. You know, maybe yeah, you well, give them an ID. Yes, they pay taxes. Maybe you just let, allow them to, because they don't. And sure. then they send all the income they make back to Mexico. Exactly. You know, and, or, or, or whatever. South America. South America, America Central America. Yeah. But yeah. so it's, you know, it does serve a purpose for us and everything. But like, how can we make it optimal for everyone? I mean, because I do value their presence and I, I but you know I I think if you really ask any person I bet everyone would say the same thing we would prefer that anyone that comes into this country wants to be a citizen comes in and goes through the process yeah but what I'm saying John is that not every one of those migrant workers needs to uh, be a citizen correct about, and they could be temporary you know, a working permit yeah. or a yeah, sure. residence permit but now that's a different situation the, you, no no that's because what I'm you saying, can work seasonal that, but seasonal not, workers but that's not being done or so well these are criminals no no, oh, no, no they're criminals here if you're a seasonal worker they're here, yeah they're be they're here illegally no i don't know if that's the case i'm no, not sure yeah, that's no, what we're talking about because no what you're saying is 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 they come here and they're they're illegal because they haven't gone through the the process of, of giving residency. What I'm saying is give them some sort of security to be here and do these jobs that Americans will not do. Well, it's possible. I don't know, but it's possible that the seasonal migrants that do work for three, four months of the year and then go back home. Well, that they do that and they just they have the permit to do that. That's possible they to do. I don't know. But um, it's also possible that a lot of people are, are not permitted and they just they pay them probably a third of what the permitted yeah, ones well, are. Right? Yeah, see, it, and is that justice? Is that is that a no, fair? No, I would rather not. have them permitted it's, it's because criminal. then they get then they get paid more. Everybody's happy. We, we have record of who these people are. They're, you know, and when they go into the ER and they, you know, are, we don't have to pay taxes to cover their hospital bills. No. So it's like, it, it's all, ultimately we would like to just make it organized. That's all. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's hard. It's a hard thing to, to really, um, solve. Obviously it hasn't been solved and <laughs> many, many people have tried to solve it and it's, no. it's challenging, but uh, I think compassion is important. But also, um, not just compassion, but um, you know, logic and common sense and uh, security for our country is important too. Like, you know, having record of who's here and who's doing what is important. I, I don't, I don't think open borders is no. open borders without any sort of understanding of who's coming and going is a good thing. I'm not saying open borders, John. Some people do. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying open borders. It's like, okay, you're here. Why are you, where are you going? And whatever. And establish 
workers permits. But they've done this in Europe I think for they, years. I think they John, do. I think they and do it in has California. Works. Yeah, I think you, they you do. Know, I, I, but I don't know if any everyone complies with that. No, yeah. I well, you know, John, whoever, show me any any uh, segment of population that's completely compliant with the law. It doesn't happen. You know, you're going to have... People in Carmel. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Bunch Uh, of rule followers. But but, but what I'm saying, I I just think that these folks are coming here... Because they are desperate. They oh, see, I know, I know. And, uh, you know, that's, and, that's, and they see yeah. this as the, the, yeah. the promised land, but, but I don't think we should make them criminals because they want to do that. I think this is, you're right. So we sort of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there on a different topic. But you're right. I think when it comes back down to it, it's, I think the distortion that's happening on the Republican Party is like, the crime there you go and the distortion of like these are bad people coming over here and all these crime and drugs and everything it's like there probably is some but it's it's just you know i think there's a lot of people that are just desperate you know i remember they're looking to come to get that personal individual freedom that we're talking about these well, I remember a few years ago when the, I forget who her, her name was was the Arizona. It, it was a woman, and I'm not I'm not saying that from a sexist point of view or whatever. Said, oh well, these are drug mules and they're criminals and all that. And even but think about this: the U.S. Border Patrol turned around and said, basically, that's bullshit. It's only a very small segment yeah. of, of what we're stopping, you know, at the border, that these are mostly people, honest, everyday people. I think when you get down to it, every, yeah. everybody, like when you really get out there and not get away from Twitter and get away from the TV and you actually get, if you were to go there, you would see like, those are just people yeah. trying to survive. Exactly. They, they have risked their freaking lives to travel left their homes left their families exactly left some, their country. sometimes even leave their children yes and let their children's go off on their own because that's the, that's the only option they have yeah like how heartless is it for these people these you know that build the wall build the wall like f- what the fuck man like I, I will say I still I have to backtrack a little because I, I do think border security is important. We you know like not everybody is you know a, a, a family trying to get over. Oh the no, wall. I agree like with it, that, it, John. I, I, oh, that's yeah. why I really think it's important to know who's coming and going. No, I'm not. I'm not advocating leaving it wide open. But but, but like but oh, what I no. am. What what? But my point is. To criminalize all these people that are trying to come across the border, and you and I both know that most of them are coming here out of desperation. They're not uh, criminals. Yeah. They're not drug dealers. They're not murderers. They're not. They're just people trying to survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always a small percentage of population that 
are bad people. So well, there are, are going to be some bad people that come over. Um, but you know, I just don't think it's like the way they're portraying it is that everyone that's coming over is a criminal you know, and, and everyone's some, coming over as a rapist is going to rape your. And I, and I hate to say this, that's the Republicans saying that up. Oh, sorry. I had to throw <laughs> yeah. it in there, yeah, you know, but, I, but it's true. Yeah. I don't know how we got started talking about <laughs> oh, the well. southern border, but we, we we did go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And, uh, no. Well, you know, John, it's 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 an important uh, sociological issue, political issue. It's uh, you know, I, I I just hate to see these people. I don't know. I guess I'm enough of an old liberal hippie. That's I, for sure. You, you know, for sure. Yeah, and I'm seeing, you know, uh, parents with kids. These are just desperate people coming here wanting a better life. Like, well, yeah, that, and again, I hate to beat a horse, but, you know, what draws people here? Why, why do people come here? The idea of personal freedom. Freedom. That no and one else has the same way that we have it. It, I like, agree with that, that wholeheartedly. That we have John. we have order, even though we have like school shootings and we have mass shootings occasionally here and there. We have a lot of guns in our country. Even with all that, that, that you know, maybe that just goes along with the personal freedom thing. You know, you have to kind of. I, I wish we didn't have to accept it, but it is sort of the way it is. Um, but that is that is what it is, and. You know, that is a, it's, it's almost worth it to deal with that, uh, to, to be able to have, to feel that as a human being, as an individual, you get to be whatever the fuck you want. No, that's true. And, and, and yo, I, you can, you can, you have priceless. just as much it's right. priceless. You have just as much right to fail as you have to succeed succeed yeah. Yeah. you know yeah i i i, I just you on, know, I, yeah i think on that note i i it really is powerful to me and i've been thinking about that a lot lately it's no. just oh and I, I I, i'm pounding it in and i talk to people a lot about it and just like it's it's something that both sides i think can agree on no oh yeah absolutely i and maybe if that's well, a platform that people could agree maybe that's a platform that some politicians could sort of focus on the differences why you know why we are such a great country why are we are such a great people let's let's focus on that i feel like that was more like an 80s and 90s kind of thing like maybe it was just understood then we lost sight of it um well i think you know even in the turbulent 60s when i grew up it's just uh it was always the focus was always I always had the feeling that the focus was always what was best for the country. And there were mistakes like Vietnam and whatever. But there, what, why is it best for the country? Because this country allows you to have personal freedom. This is true. That's, that's it. This yeah. is the place that allows you to have that personal freedom. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Because as an individual, you know, that's your day-to-day -day life is that. Right, you get to choose what you want to do with your life, and you fight for that right. That's why you would go to war for it. Absolutely, right. That's yes. why you would fight for that. That's worth fighting for. Yeah. You look at countries out there that are 
to have the opposite of that, like China right now. Yeah, and you think there's there and is no way in hell. That's why I, I see those protests. That's yeah. why I see those protests, and I'm like, yeah, yes, those people yeah. are braver than hell. Those people in Iran are braver than hell. Well, to go out there and risk their lives, they know they're they're probably going to get. Who knows what's going on right now? You know, like they're probably getting thrown in jail. You know. Oh, killed probably Who knows? nobody tortured, knows murdered yeah we don't know they, they, knows? Yeah. they completely smother all media and all uh evidence of of anything so you know that's super brave those people to do that and well you, you know, know but, it, but it's a great sign you know it's like oh, maybe, it is it's you know you fantastic. think about, you, you think about like how trump was in power because whoever's the president of the united states is sort of the most important person figurehead in the world and so, like, when Trump is in power, authoritarianism was on the rise because he encouraged it. Yeah, because and now, he was. now that Biden's in power, he's he's anti-authoritarianism. I believe, and like Republicans don't think so, but I don't. I don't think he's authoritarian. I think he's a democracy. Oh, no, he's pro democracy. No. He's pro democracy. And so you're seeing some people around the world are seeing that as a, a signal as it's okay to protest and it's okay to you know protest against your government because trump is no longer in power trump you know the the, the figurehead of the world is is the united states because we have the biggest military and we control everything yeah this it's is like true. we're the ceo of the world yeah. and we and, only yeah but you know john we only account for two percent of the world population yeah but our, our military is like 90 <laughs> percent. So uh, yeah so. i know yeah but we could blow so up the weird. world like 20 I times mean, you know really when you think about it we're a small country we are but we've got a lot of muscle <laughs> well just imagine our, our efficiency level is incredible oh it is absolutely per person is just unbelievable but again, it's like Tony, Tony Blair said, say what you want to. And, about and why, and why is our efficiency level so good? Because we have personal freedom. freedom. Oh yeah. And I think that is the proof is in the pudding right there. You really want to look at economics and look at it, uh, macro level, uh, productivity. Mm -hmm. We're badasses. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Look at our technology. Look at our, look at what we've done. Absolutely. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, undeni it's undeniable. Dude, I mean, you know, think about it. World War II. Oh, God. It had, yeah. it, had we not entered, enter, entered into World War II, so the biggest mistake Japan made was coming after us. Yeah. And then and then after that, all hell broke loose. And yeah. all of a sudden, the world was free again. But, but think of all the suffering and the horrible things that happened not here but we we stopped that so tom even though i think we're we are in a little bit of dark times we've been in dark times for five six years now um I, i'm starting to starting to see a little bit of the light i'm starting to see, see like there's a chance that we could come out of this even stronger well and uh you know this this freedom thing i think is powerful i'm hoping that oh, yeah. like somebody maybe i'm a little ahead of the curve here somebody could latch onto that become like a candidate and just like focus on that topic it's hey like, hey america we're badass motherfuckers man like we 
that's the difference between us and everyone else is personal freedom. Let's sure. go. Let's yeah. fucking go, man. That's why. Look at what we've done. Look at where we are. Look at what we are capable of. You know. But I don't know. Pipe dreams, I guess. Yeah. No. No. I. You know. <laughs> well, the thing is, John, don't let that die. You know, dude. I feel excited about it right now. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, kind of stoked about that. You know, all this talk about. You know, you forget how awesome we are sometimes because yeah. there's so much negative oh, yeah. press. There's no much negativity in the world, and you know, we 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 look at ourselves as uh, sometimes. You know, especially when like you know, someone like Trump is in power. Is it, there's a negative vibe? That's a nightmare. There's a negative vibe <laughs> in our country. Like, how do we let this guy? being power you know like yeah uh he's he's bad for our 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 country and well we had obama for eight years and that was pretty good for the most part you know i think he was pretty good he was a good figurehead i think he did good for most for the most part but where did we went to trump from that and i was like well i was i was hard i was hard on the soul man you know you know where i feel kind of foolish is that when Trump was running for president in 2016, I thought, well, you know, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing for, you know, a guy that has no yeah. political background, you know, didn't right. know anybody. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, this is okay. But then when he once he got in there, you know, he'd say outrageous things, and I thought, okay, that's all. But after a while, I thought, Actually, no. he's crazy. No, and, he's and crazy. You remember the Howard this Stern where, stuff, too. This, so. Yeah, this is true. This is real stuff. And I'm thinking, my God. And this guy is... <laughs> I, I think the idea of that is great. Like, the outsider, if it's the right person. But, but And exactly. the problem is that, like, I've, yes. I heard him on Howard Stern in the old days, and I knew that he was insane, and that yeah. was a complete joke from the get-go. But the idea of somebody being an outsider, if it's the right person, heck yeah. I mean, yeah. it could be great. It could be great to have somebody, or even just like no leader. Just let let us just have like the branches of government. Like no, we don't need, maybe we don't need a president, you know? I don't know. Like somehow just not have a figurehead that's, that's so powerful, man. He's, he, we, we, I think we, what we've realized in Trump's, Trump's world is that um, he had too much power. Oh, absolutely. Um, we need to reduce presidential powers. Yeah, I you know, no, I agree. Make him more of a figurehead than uh, somebody is like executive, <laughs> like veto and all that stuff. Like it's too much, you know. Like yeah. just let him be the figurehead, the charismatic leader, the person that's you know representing us, but. Don't don't have him be like the dictator. <laughs> well, know? yeah, king. That's the king. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, it's uh, I, I. The one part of democracy that has always baffled me is the president. Yeah. You got one person. Yeah, one that, person. I think that's that's gonna hope. I don't know. Maybe we're solving all the problems here. Yeah, you no, know, you, yeah, you're right. It's, it's probably time to end. <laughs> I think we gotta we can we gotta go. It's been it's been great. Okay last 30 40 minutes i think we're good so thanks tom um let's go to bed it's late this is the latest podcast we've ever done we normally do in the day this is a nighttime one it's it's late it was an unexpected tom visit so we we did it yeah but we did it thank you so much for listening 
Yep. Hey. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Be good to yourself and everyone else. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to this episode of The John and Tom Show. If you'd like to be on the show or if you have any comments or questions, please reach out to us at carmelsoundlab at gmail.com. Thanks again. See you next time.